Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. I'm Kim. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been a week, and as promised, we're going to try and stick to a schedule and keep recording on the weekly. And so while it feels like it's been three, four, five weeks for us, I promise it's only been a week, and this will be a new release. Um, thank you to our dearest friend, Annabelle, for requesting a topic that Kimberly is very passionate about, and we're going to finally get to. Annabelle said she would like to know all about how Kimberly got into figure skating, ice skating, and coaching, and all the likes of that, I'm sure. Um, unfortunately for Annabelle and everybody else that takes time to listen to this, we've promised to keep to about 30 minute or less podcasts. So this topic probably going to take about 17 episodes to get through because my wife loves skating. Yes, I do. Just a little bit, right? Just a little. You don't have an entire Christmas tree for figure skating ornaments, do you? No. Or enough Christmas decorations, skating-related, to decorate the entire campus here, do you? No. Okay. So maybe it won't take 17 episodes. Maybe it'll take 30. Is that a hint of sarcasm? A little bit. A little bit. In mine, too? A little bit. So, without further ado, let's kick this off. So... Mrs. Beautiful Wife, Kimberly. Hi. What is your first memory of being interested in skating? Oh, boy. So, my very first memory that I remember is sitting in front of the TV watching a preview for a holiday special that was on CBS sponsored by Target in the Christmas of 1997. What? Yes, old. Very old. Um, the Christmas special Snowden on Ice. Okay. And like the, the bears that we got? They're not bears, they're snowmen. And there's three of them because Target didn't one every single, well, I shouldn't say every single year, 97, 98, 99. And I have a Snowden for every single one that they did. So there's snowmen. But that first Christmas episode had famous skaters in it, like Scott Hamilton and Ekaterina Gordieva and Kurt Browning and... That was my first real memory, not knowing why it stuck out to me as far as this is what I really like, but that's my first memory that I have of skating. So, and I mean, you saying that knowing why it really stuck out to you, but I, I, knowing you, thinking of your other interest in things that would have like been happening in your life about that time, you know, one of them you were... You had a pretty firm obsession with Titanic, which came out yeah. in about 97, right? Yeah. You know, it's not like you could go take up a hobby of riding on the Titanic. Right. So skating would have been natural if, if you'd like that. Well, that. and if, you know, 
I had parents that were interested in skating or anything like that, which I didn't have. So well, I was the weird one that said, hey, I like that on TV. It's not weird. Everybody has interest. But so you seen Snowden or a preview for it. Mm-hmm. Then what? So what happened then? So when that came out on TV, obviously, it was the coolest thing ever. But then, obviously, yeah. Then a few months later, well, I watched it over and over and over again, and then have a VHS tape still, which makes me feel really old. But a few months later, um, the 1998 Winter Olympics came on TV, and it makes me really giddy thinking about that because I was just turning eight, and my mom let me stay up because it was around my birthday and watch Tara Lipinski uh, beat Michelle Kwan the 98 Olympics and then Tara became my favorite skater because mm-hmm. you know she won the gold medal and she was the ice princess and she was the coolest thing ever so she became my skating role model and my favorite skater okay so. well that answers that question I know who my favorite skater is so but yours is Tara so my favorite skater is you oh I thought you were gonna say somebody else yeah I know what you thought you were gonna say so okay so you watch the olympics you got a new favorite skater you're getting super into skating you're the quote-unquote weird one in the family that wants to watch it but it, it sounds like i mean your your parents are really supportive parents they we know that that's that's not a question um but it, it sounds like you know mom let you stay up and, and watch the Olympics. So it was a supported passion. So what happened from there? Oh boy. Um, nothing really for what, quite a while. Um, I, you know, it's about the time the internet was becoming a big thing. So I would look up pictures and information on Tara Lipinski and all this kind of stuff. But um, I would collect everything under the sun. I mean, we just finished moving a lot of my skating stuff and the things that I saved that my mom still laughs at me because I saved it because I had a skater on it. I was that kind of kid. Um, but I didn't start taking any sort of skating lessons until I was 14. Um, no, yeah, 13, 14. But leading up to that, like I remember going outside in the summer with rollerblades on and cranking up the little boombox CD player that we had outside and skating around outside on our uh, cement slab and thinking I was, you know, in an Olympic stadium and thinking that was pretty cool. Which to me is funny because if anybody says anything about rollerblading or roller skating now to try and relate it to ice skating. It's not the same. Yeah, that's what we hear. So uh, I think that's good for us all to hear you say and admit that in the absence of ice skating, that's what, what filled that void. But when you're, you know, a preteen and you're trying to imagine yourself as, you know, a dream you want to fulfill eventually, like, you do what you can to use your imagination. So that's what I think I was doing. Okay. So down the road, you are, you know, you already mentioned that you, you get to start taking lessons. So um, you have to the start of the annoying ages or the teenage years and, and you get to take lessons so what was that like like how much skating had you done prior to that and what was it like you know, learning 
Um, well, skating itself for me became just something I put skates on and just did. Like that sounds really weird and very, uh, I don't know the right mm -hmm. word, arrogant. I don't know. I just put skates on mm -hmm. and I just went. Like we skated in the pavilion uptown and I, I just knew how to go. Like I don't, mm -hmm. there was some technique things and things that obviously now I know where I was doing wrong, but I was always able to just put skates on and move um, like I was supposed to. Um, it was just kind of one of those things, but I was really old <laughs> as far as somebody learning, just learning to skate in the learn to skate lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was kind of weird for me because I wasn't like a four five, six, seven year old that was learning how to skate. I was 13. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I actually took my first, you know, actual skating lesson. Yeah, so truth. So first off, not arrogant and not weird. Um, from somebody who's gotten to be a close observer of you in the past 15 years, um, when you don't do well at things the first time you pick them up, you, for lack of better words, are not fun to be around and quite often decide you're terrible at it and you'll never do it again. Call it tap golf? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, if it's something that you're that passionate about and that into and um, potentially, you know, called to, to do as part of your life, I would imagine you just put skates on and moved and it was semi-natural, at least certain aspects. And so when we were prepping for this, you brought up um, a couple of passages and topics or, or uh, quotes, uh, if you will, from a, a book from one of these skating role models of yours, and, and you highlighted it called Purpose. And so I was, when you were just talking just now, it made me think of that, you know, you and what you read to me about that, because you just put skates on and you just went. And I think when something's your purpose, that's what you do, and things just get out of the way. So what was it you were showing me on that? What's this book and, and who's talking about this? So um, growing up, Tara Lipinski was my idol, skating idol. But as I've gotten older, faith-based and faith-wise, Scott Hamilton's become my skating slash role, faith role model that's been in the skating world. Um, he's very vocal about his walk with Christ and... Um, there's a couple other skaters now that I know too that have been, but Scott Hamilton's written a couple books and this book, um, is called finish first. And the second chapter <laughs> is, what are you laughing at? I was just thinking if you're not first, you're last. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> oh, and Heather, if you're listening to this, you'll understand. Um, and you'll laugh at it too. But anyway, um, chapter two is called know your purpose. And um, the chapter starts, what were you made to do that you aren't doing? You get a glimpse into your purpose by paying attention to the things that you love, what you're good at, and where opportunities are open for you. When you're a skater, you skate. When you're a writer, you write. When you're a teacher, you teach. 
And when you do those things with everything you have, because when your purpose presents itself, you owe it to yourself to follow through. And that's the first paragraph of the second chapter. And he reads, um, or he writes a couple other things, but on the flip page, it said, um, he says, what is your unique purpose? Do you know? If you do know, have you taken any time to stop and make sure you're doing what you were put here to do? Mm. Okay. Um, and then jumping the next page, this was the other thing I had highlighted in this chapter. We all have a unique purpose. Exodus 9, 16 says, but I have raised you up for this very purpose that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all of the earth. There is a greater purpose at work than your personal happiness or satisfying your ego. Sometimes we resist our purpose because it doesn't seem convenient or because it won't look cool on Instagram. You can't argue against your purpose. Michael Jordan, although one of the best basketball players of all time, will never do a backflip on ice skates, and I <laughs> will never dunk a basketball. So, and that's ironic because Scott Hamilton is a very short guy. I <laughs> had the privilege of meeting him, <laughs> and he's amazing, but there's some truth to that. I'm not positive that back in the day Michael Jordan couldn't have done a backflip, but I, I get his point. I, yeah. So, okay. First off, as painful it is for me to admit, like I think Scott Hamilton is probably the Michael Jordan in my eyes of figure skating and a really cool dude. I, I agree with the his, his faith walk and his story is inspiring. But anyway. Um, Which, side note, Yes. the cross that's on my skates, my new Harley skates, mm -hmm. is the same cross he has on his. Wow. Just a different color. Okay. Anyway. So, I would venture to guess that at, you know, 13 or 14, that you, you were really passionate about figure skating and you knew you really liked it and you knew you wanted to do it. But I believe probably not at that point in your life did you really know or identify it as your purpose or necessarily what you're supposed to do or see it as a career, right? No, not not at all. Is that fair? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, let's talk a little bit and, and get a little bit further kind of into the story. Um that had to have been a bit of a sacrifice for your family, right? To put you through skating lessons and. Yeah. And it didn't last very long. And I don't hate my parents for that. They obviously had to Good. do what they had to do. <laughs> um, raising four kids and going through the recession and everything and trip 45 minutes from home to go to the nearest rink, you know, gas and schedules and taking care of four kids and putting food on the table was obviously, you know, the priority. Um, but I, when I couldn't take lessons anymore, I completely understood, but that was about the time, um, middle school, high school ish, where I was getting into different sports at school, theater and different activities like that to where 
all of that kind of stuff that I was used to in my school life just kind of overpowered the fact that I wasn't taking skating lessons, even though like I still liked it. Yeah. Like, we still went to Stars on Ice and did all of that kind of stuff. Like I still got to skate in the winter when the pavilion had ice and um, it was just always a part of me. I was just never able to do it in my late teen years, if that makes any sense. Right. And, so, and it makes a lot of sense, especially, you know, we have the the advantage of, you know, hindsight now and, and being able to see a little bit further down the road and, and how the story unfolds. And I, I think I think it's an important note, and I, we haven't really talked about it before, is, you know, I don't think it was, I don't think it needed to be part of your purpose at that time in your life. Yeah, I don't think um, so and, and you probably wouldn't be, you know, you, you wouldn't have the same story with skating today if you've been able to continue lessons then as you do now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's an important note to have in there. So um now I I of course remember when you really started skating again and going back to the rink. Um and I think that's probably like the um, this would be like the you know the end of the 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 seventh Harry Potter movie, halfway through that first book, going into you know, before they start the, the eighth movie, because they split it into two. Right. Like, like jerks to get a lot more money like this would be the end of that movie and we'd cut the podcast off and make you wait for the end of it to come out because i think when you started skating again is where like the story really starts in my opinion yeah so tell us a little bit about like how that happened and where life was and... so we were married almost two years when i started skating again and i was going to school for my master's degree and I grabbed my skates to go up to the pavilion to skate around as just part of a research project slash assignment. I needed to do a self-care project. And I was like, okay, cool. I can just skate around for a little bit and I can write a report on it. Well, I came home that day and said that that's not good enough. (laughs) (laughs) So I basically told you that I had to get back into this and signed up for learn to skate lessons um, at the same rink that I skated at when I was younger, um, ironically with the same coach, and um, started off one day a week and just going, okay, I'm just going to release some, relieve some stress from work, from school, and then um, didn't tell anybody until I was like, oh, crap, I have sold on the Christmas program. I better tell my family I'm skating again. Um, so I was 24 when that started. And then um, I've been skating and taking tests and competing um, ever since then. And I'm on an adult theater team. I've had a lot of experience in coaching a lot of different kids and learn to skate. Um, I competed at two adult nationals and a lot of other local competitions. Um, 2021, I won one of my events at adult nationals. um, And it was a moment in time that I probably will never, ever forget in my life. Um, But throughout all of that, there has been a lot of people saying I can't. A lot of things um, that have come up that have tried to stop me 
um, just a lot of hurdles and a lot of failures and a lot of things I've had to do again um, to get me to that point. But I think God's always led me, led me through and mm. showed me different reasons and working with different kids on, oh, this is why you're here. This is why you're put in this leadership role to now oversee these children that want to skate because you can show them your passion for the sport and show them love through the sport and through something that you like to do too. Okay. So, okay. All right. So yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, there's so many things in there and like, we don't have, again, this is going to have to be like 17 episodes to do it right. But <laughs> there's so many things that you said that I just want to, so a couple of them, like you said, when, when you got back into it, like you didn't want to tell anybody and you wanted to keep it quiet. And two things. One, that's that's one of the biggest things you were up against. You you may not always recognize it or speak of that. Like you, we look at the big things and go, oh, skating issues or money issues or, you know, schedule conflicts or, you know, physical issues, you know, getting your your feet hurt or deformed or, or struggling <laughs> yeah. to you know to get a pattern or a spin or a jump yeah i know things but he's a skating husband <laughs> which comes with a lot of sacrifice too yeah that and that may have to be a, a whole different episode because we, we we don't have the time but you know that wanting to hide it and feeling that natural or unnatural i guess that that attack of you know wanting to keep that in because you're, you're scared of what people are going to say or think or whatever that's straight from the enemy and that's that's been the biggest hurdle you know because really what's come from this and you've seen you said yourself is the people you've interacted with that you've gotten to coach that you've gotten to meet you know, has helped you show people Jesus and show show Christ's love. But more than that, people have observed you and they've observed your determination and the way that you give God the glory and everything that you do with that and the way you share your gifts. So you have given some scriptures for this and, and we're not going to get to all three of them probably, but there's one that I think fits super well with the direction this way. This is where is it okay if I read it or do you want yeah, to? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So in Romans uh, chapter 12, verses 6 through 8-ish, um, and honestly, there's probably a lot more context we should offer, but you know, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophecy, speak out when you have when you have faith that God is speaking through you, if your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If your gift is to encourage others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. I think you capture this so much with your skating. And I think that's why you're still doing it. Now, I don't know how long that's for. I don't know if it's competitively for two years or 10 years or 12. I don't know if it's coaching forever. I don't know if, 
there's going to be a tragic weed whacker accident down the road and you're going to lose both feet and have to skate on your hands. I don't know. I hope not. I hope not, too. It was oddly specific, and if it happens, it's merely coincidence. Um, but I do know that... I, I do know that what you're doing right now lives this out. And... I think that's wonderful because what that means to me is that you're going to do that in everything you do in life. And for me, that makes it so cool to be privileged to be your husband and to be able to do life with you. Because I know no matter what, I get a first class seat to a woman glorifying God and carrying out what the Holy inspired word and scripture tells us to do and instructs us to do so whether it's skating whether it's ministry work whether it's you know housework or, or graphic design or otherwise i know that you're going to do it well and that you're going to use all the gifts and things god's blessed you with to do them amazingly and that's the real story behind all this like your passion your knowledge for skating is super cool and everybody should take time to talk to you about it and learn all that you have to share with them. All the useful knowledge. But even cooler is how you can bless us with the way that you live that. So thanks for sharing that with us. Mm -hmm. Well, shall we pray? Sure. Father, we love you. We're grateful for you. We thank you so much all the gifts that you bless us with, the things that you allow us to glorify you through, whether it's skating, whether it's a podcast, um, whether it's ministry, whatever it is, thank you for that. And may we glorify you and magnify you and do it all in your name always. Um, I pray that anyone listening to this um, has the courage to seek you if they don't know you and to learn about you. If they do know you, that they just have the courage to take the next step and to seek out whatever it is that you've blessed them with and for them to do it well in your name, Lord. Do all these things in your name. Amen. Well, any last thoughts? I was just going to say, can I talk about another skating uh, role model here quickly? I think I know who you're going to talk about, so you can see the clock. Yes, I can. Okay. Um, so Alexa Kinnearum, and if you follow skating, she is a reigning world pair champion. Um, she's become one of my latest faith role models. Um, and if you follow me on Facebook or anything like that, you know recently I just ordered a faith tote from her like she designed it and it's the tote I carry when I get on the ice and I don't have the little um thing on the side of the bag memorized but she has printed on there something about following your path and your purpose mm -hmm. and I carry that bag with me every day that I get on the ice and that's so inspirational um so I feel like that kind of ties in with that too because she by sending me a bag because they don't sell them anymore. I feel like also fulfilled her purpose ministering to other people. And that's really 
um, special thing in the skating world. Yeah. So I, I special thing in the world. Yeah. Period. I really yeah. look up to her for that, and she's younger than me, so <laughs> it's just kind of funny. But yeah, so okay. I just wanted to plug that in that mm. I look up to her. That's quite like a bit. bonus overtime content. Yeah. So thank you so much. If if you're still listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you. Um, please catch up on all the episodes. Um, we, we've got some big things coming on our social media, our Facebook and our Instagram. Um, we want to keep spreading this to more people. The more people that hear it, the more chances that it impacts somebody for Jesus. So please share, tell your friends to listen, and uh, just thank you so much. We'll have uh, some new great stuff to you this time next week. And uh, good night. Good night.